I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the Buzz and the original characters in this. Like they were kind of yeah, in the I beginning. Yeah, I think so too. You know, a little more T Rex. My little arms, my little arms. I can't run and jump at the same time. <laughs> but th- it it seems like though potentially what they were doing was trying to focus on the new characters as potential spinoffs, say like on Disney Play when that all that streaming service thing goes. Well, I feel like there's gonna be a Forky and Lady Forky, or sh- what, what? What would we call her? Knifey. Trash. It's not how you like your women. I like them thin and serrated. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F, F- Yeah, yeah Disney. Disney. How's it going? Welcome to episode four of FEAD Disney. We're stoked to be back on the air with you. How you been doing yourself, Miss Julie? Trying to gather your shit on the other side there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to giggles again. I'm great. Nice. So as we always like to start our shows off with, I'm curious, what are you drinking on this evening? So I am finishing up the last of my sexy mother pucker. Mm. The other day I decided I wanted a sour. And this one just jumped out at me. There's a Corvette on the label. And who doesn't want to drink a beer called Sexy Motherpucker? Does it have a vanity plate on the back of the Corvette? It has a vanity plate on the front of the mm. Corvette. Typical. It's <laughs> it says J-S-T-R. Not really sure what those initials are. Gesture. I don't know, but it's a Weyerbacher Brewing Company. Huh. Out of Easton, Pennsylvania. I just, I just asked the vet, the vet vanity plate thing because it's a pretty common uh, thing to happen amongst the vet community. They, they have vet plates that uh, are vanity plates, like vet guy, <laughs> vet guy two, vet guy five, you know, I'm cool, ragtop, you know, that kind of stuff. It's always. Someone posted in our Harry Potter group one that said wands up and it made me cry nice. a little. What are you drinking, babe? Hey, thanks for asking. I, I'm, a, I'm drinking a, a, a Founders Brewery uh, breakfast stout. It's pretty delicious. It's a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. When you told me what you bought, all I wanted to do was pour a glass of it and throw a scoop of vanilla ice cream in it. It could definitely go that route. It's uh, it's a little thick. And I, and I don't mean like Guinness chew on type of thick, but it's still uh, it's got a nice heaviness to it. And I wasn't sure being a 100-degree Florida day if it would actually hit the spot, but my house is like 62 right now. Maybe 72, actually. <laughs> 62, I'd be in here chattering. I, 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 just being so cold. But uh, I would be happy in a 62-degree house. Yeah, thanks. I'd keep you warm. That'd be sweet. So would this beer. <laughs> so I'd be super hot. 
But yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, I've never, I've, I've, I shouldn't say never, but um, I like a stouts, and I've been wanting to try this breakfast stout for a while. And it's got a little picture of a little kid wearing a wearing a rag around his neck like a bib, uh, eating his oatmeal. But on the bowl it says Founders. So I wonder if he's actually drinking beer out of his spoon. It might be oatmeal made with beer. Sounds kind of crazy. I, I I've, I've used <laughs> oatmeal gross. soap that was had had beer bet, with it. You know, kind of deal. I bet you could do a overnight oat. Yeah. With a beer, that wouldn't be too terrible. It'd be weird, but it wouldn't be awful. So for those that don't know what the overnight oat she's referring to is, basically you put oatmeal into a uh, mason jar, and then you put your ingredients in there, and maybe a little bit of water or some almond milk or a beer for this instance. And then uh, <laughs> you let it sit overnight, and then in the morning you have a jar of cold oatmeal, and then you can heat it up if you want, or eat it cold, which is typically how you do is just heat it cold. It's delicious. It's like making a, a a cold brew. You can make your 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 cold overnight oatmeal along with your uh, cold brew and have a really amazing breakfast the next day. Be all jazzed up for the day to go hit Disney and run around like crazy man. So a little something something uh, fun here is Julie surprised me with a flight down here to Florida, and she basically uh, just kind of came down for a day. And unbeknownst to her, I made some fast passes at Magic Kingdom since she's an AP. And uh, I guess I am too, quote unquote. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> you don't get cool pass holder t-shirts though, so no. you can't buy me that, which makes me sad. And then she made us uh, <gasps> breakfast reservations for the Crystal Palace. And had an amazing breakfast with Pooh and Tigger and Eeyore and Piglet. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had to stop a kid from putting Mickey waffles that he was dropping on the floor <laughs> back into the container that had the fresh Mickey waffles in it. It was ridiculous. Like, who in the hell's parents were teaching this kid his fucking manners? Holy shit, I was pissed. Not really, because it was early. I'm like 45 minutes And asleep. I was like, kid, you can't do that. And three seconds after I said, you can't do that, he dropped another one and then put it back. But he saw us watching him and, like, put it back in the back so that we wouldn't see that he did it. He's a little shit. Yeah, I wanted to choke him out. But it was amazing. It had really good food. Uh, had a nice variety of things for both kids and adults, from like smoked salmon and Mickey waffles and like make your own omelets. And I forgot to go back for capers. Yeah, she forgot capers. I went. That haunts me to this day. I had lots of seconds. But we also got to give some love uh, to Piglet and Tigger and Pooh and Eeyore. It was a lot of fun. But to start the day off, something that was a first for me. Uh, I've always wanted. Me too. Was that a first for you too? I've, we yep. I, personally, and I'm sure Julie as well, uh, has always wanted to ride the carts, the cars, or vehicles, transportation carriages. Yeah, those two on Main Street, and in the mornings they have the, the uh, double decker buses out, uh, one of the older cars that they have out, and uh, we got a chance to get a personal ride from the hub of the train station on the roundabout on Main Street, all the way down to Cinderella's Castle. It got dropped off right by the partner statue. And got to honk at a bunch of people. I didn't personally. The driver did. But it was just fun <laughs> watching people scurry. And I uh, got to pick his brain a bit about his uh, process of becoming a cast member. And how it led him to that role. And also just kind of the idea of what it's like in the busy times of the year. I can't even imagine driving a freaking car down Main Street with everybody and their brother walking down trying to get pictures from the photo pass people. Or just being in the way. Period. 
I mean, there were plenty of people in the way. Like, I was getting frustrated with the people that were in the way and not moving. And there were only, like, three people in the way what was, <laughs> when we were there. And it was, we like, there. 8 o'clock in the morning. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So crazy. So those that had not been out to Magic Kingdom for a while, the whole front entrance is being uh, redone in a sense of where they had the tram uh, parking, the bag checks, all that kind of stuff. So to catch a tram, you don't have to actually have to go out into the parking lot, which is a pretty good hike. And for us, we got there early enough to where we were able to park somewhat close, uh, even though we both almost died to walk into the car because it was like 10,000 degrees out. But uh, just... And I'm not used to Florida weather, people. Yeah, so just a heads up, though, so... If you're coming into the, into the Floridas uh, for Disney right now, definitely hydrate yourself. Uh, right now we're in the afternoon thunderstorm season, but there are days where there's no rain, and then you're going to sweat and be hot, and you want to make sure you stay hydrated. So definitely recommend it. And bring your sunscreen, too, because you'll get uh, nice and toasty. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. We did uh, the breakfast thing. We did around uh, probably, we were there probably about an hour and a half-ish or so. So I was telling someone about the rides we went on, and I was like, whoa, we went on four rides. That's crazy in the short amount of time that we were there. But then I remembered that we also went on Big Thunder, and it's five rides in, yeah. what, two hours? That's insane. Yeah, so we did we did that. For, no, we did Pirates first. Nope, we did Jungle Cruise first. Oh, we did first. Jungle Cruise first. That's right. Yeah. And then Pirates. And we had yes. Fast Passes for Pirates and Fast Passes for Haunted Mansion. Still don't have that picture. Yeah, it sucks. But yes, we did Jungle Cruise. Had a super dry uh, caddy uh, tour guide that morning. She hadn't had her coffee quite yet, I don't think. I still had fun. I still laugh at her jokes. I still enjoy it. Oh, I did too. of water. (laughs) Everybody uses that joke. It's fun. And then we hit uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Had like a very, very short wait, maybe 15, 20 minutes on that. No fast passes. And then we hauled ass over and got some bacon on a stick, which is my first time having the big, juicy chunk of greasy bacon that my doctor is going to be <laughs> very happy to know that I ate with my super high cholesterol levels. <laughs> it was delicious, though. And we got a couple free waters. And that's another tip of, the, of, the, of right now is that if you're at Disney, uh, they have most of the small kiosks that sell sodas and snacks and Cheerios and stuff. Uh, you can ask them for water, and they have a small little cup of water. And uh, try to ask for two if you can, because that's what we do. Like, we want two. So they don't give waters away at the like little standalone carts? It's just at um, the more stationary buildings? Yeah. So like where we got the bacon, that one, that Westward Ho, that's there. But you can walk into Pecos Bill or... Tartu or Tartuga Tavern, Tortuga, Tor, whatever that tavern yep. is, um, and ask them for waters, and they they generally have them like set to go, so they'll just like hand you a couple of them. Yeah, so definitely take advantage of that since water at the parks is like three dollars for a bottle of their brand, or just bring your own water in the park. I mean, you go to fucking down the street to Kmart or Walmart or whatever and get a twelve pack for like five bucks, you know, and save yourself a ton of money and just bring some waters in. Maybe fill them up some vodka while you're at it. <laughs> Amy and I have done that. So uh, Amy and I bring water bottles in, and then in most of the parks they have a spot where they have, like, the soda fountains. But they have the little water button, and so you can go in and get water. Because using the uh, water fountains, they have lots of germs and always make Amy sick. Mm. My my water fountain of choice I use all the time whenever I visit Magic Kingdom 
almost all the time because we didn't last time is uh where the stroller parking is by pirates of the caribbean it's basically in between pirates and the churro not churro but the uh cheeseburger egg roll cart over by the dole whip and aladdin's carpets gimmick there's a water fountain that's behind the strollers that nobody ever uses and that's where we go fill our bottles up and put some water on my face so it's a lot of fun though so we had a, we had a, we had a great day and I uh, was super stoked to get her down here and get a little Disney in. Even uh, what we spent like three hours. Finish our day off with Carousel of Progress. Eight to one? Yeah. It's whatever that is. So, yeah. So, anywho. I thought I'd share that. It was a lot of, a lot of fun. And then I myself personally um, took my kids over to Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. MGM the entrance to uh, galaxy's edge park and uh on fourth of july <laughs> just to kind of fill out the how it was going to be because I, I know that usually uh magic kingdom and also epcot with their festivities going on usually are at max capacity by like noon or two o'clock uh this was the last year that they were showing the grand finale fireworks spectacular after eliminations uh so next year we'll have the new epcot forever show uh and their whatever version of the fourth of july fireworks are going to be and uh, so we started off at uh, Hollywood Studios really early, and the park was actually pretty empty. I was quite surprised. Uh, we went over and got on Alien Swirling Saucers. It was like a 20-minute wait, but turned into about 45 because of some technical issues, and we didn't care, so we just waited in line for it. Uh, sweated our butts off because it was uh, really hot. It was like 97 was the high for that day with like uh, 110, I believe, in the heat index with you include the humidity. That is insane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, Toy Story Land, before when they first opened the park, they didn't have a whole lot of shading there. So now for the queue for uh, when you're waiting in line for Slinky, you're not quite in the queue yet. You're kind of like still in the park, basically. Uh, but they put a bunch of umbrellas up, so now they have a little bit of shade. But still, it's uh, if there's not any breeze blowing back there, it sucks really bad. So then I got to go in inside the bathrooms and use the really tiny urinals and uh, didn't pee on top of it this time, which is a good thing. Uh, we found Forky in the park and we saw Bo and Woody walking and uh, Buzz and Jesse also. Uh, we found that Jesse was actually more free roaming in the park because Buzz and uh, Bo, not Buzz and Bo, but uh, Woody and Bo were doing the meet and greets uh, that day. Buzz has his own little spot that he does under the uh, entrance of Woody that's in the front of the park where he's like talking and saying, hey, howdy folks, and all that kind of stuff. And there's a snake in my boot and all, you know, that kind of jazz. And then we went over and checked out the uh, incredible stuff going on over there. And their little area was super cute, uh, seeing Frozone and Mr. and Mrs. Incredible doing their little dance party. And we got some pictures and found the Jack Jacks. And uh, we wanted to get a Nom Nom cookie because they look amazing and they're gigantic. But because it was like a thousand degrees out, it just did not at all sound or seem like it was going to be anything delicious whatsoever. So we passed on that, uh, headed over to the Frozen Ever After sing-along. Had a blast in there singing along with them. No, Ben. No, but it's okay. I still like the cast that was there that day. And then we did Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, we did Single Rider Line that day. Took us about 15 minutes to go from walking on the line. Well, actually, let me backtrack. We went to the Lightning McQueen Academy thingy and Racing Academy. And we waited in line for a good 25 minutes. And then a the guy came out and said they had technical issues. So they uh, we all had to walk away. And we walked out of there as fast as we could. Got ahead of everybody. Single Rider Line Rock and Roller Coaster. 
Uh, when you do single rider, you get split up, but it really only who gives a shit. Go ride a single rider; it's way easier. Took us, I think, fifteen twenty minutes for, to go walk up that ramp and be seated. And the fun thing is, is, you get to sit with somebody that you've never sat with before. And I got to sit with this lady who was her first time riding it. She was scared out of her mind. I made sure she was even more scared when I got on there. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, and uh, we had a blast. I listened to her screaming and me screaming along with her. It was a lot of fun, and I got to sit in the very last row, which was a new thing for me on Rock and Roller Coaster. Just like when you and I did the uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad, we sat in the very last car. So it was kind of like a running theme. And then we uh, then went from there and hauled ass over to uh, Animal Kingdom, and did the Nemo show. It was my daughter's first time seeing the Nemo show. Fantastic show if you've not yet seen Nemo show at Animal Kingdom. I highly recommend it. I have not we seen will, it. We'll see it. I know how, I know how it is. But it's it's a fantastic show. We went all the way down to the very bottom. We were in what they call the bubble section. And I was literally like right off the stage and uh, had a face-to-face with Dory at, at the end of the show. It was pretty cool. And it uh, went from there over to Everest. From Everest went to this Tula Cantina. The best food on, in Animal Kingdom, in my opinion, that I've had so far. Is that the Satuli Canteen? It's cantina? Canteen? Whatever the hell it's called? Satuli Canteen. There you go. And then uh, we went from there to... Got Dole Whip with rum. I got the mm-hmm. coconut rum. It was fantastic. And what was amazing about the whole thing was that my son was with us. And uh, my daughter had her birthday pin on. And instead of asking my daughter if she wanted some... Uh, <laughs> She asked my son and gave him a free Dole Whip. That's really cool. Yeah, so, There's nothing more magical than a free Disney Dole Whip. Very true. And another little thing, too, is when we went over to uh, get my frozen lemonade margarita that I get all the time there, uh, we got some smarty little, uh, is that what they're called? Or cuties? Cuties. Now we're going back to Hollywood Studios We're still now. in Hollywood. Or back in Hollywood, yeah. No, we yeah, we, uh, we left. <laughs> we had moved to Animal Kingdom. Back in Hollywood, got some or- tangerines or whatever the hell they are, and we opened up one of them and it was rotten on the inside. Don't ever be afraid to go back to them and say, hey, my shit was rotten. Can I exchange it for a new one? And they came in a three-pack, so they just said, yeah, just grab a whole brand new three-pack. Maybe don't say my shit was rotten quite like that, but you know. Yeah. Use the word tangerine or orange instead. <laughs> or whatever's rotten. Yeah. My kids... <laughs> <laughs> can i have some new ones but yes yeah, so that was a good that was a good experience we got had a lot of magical moments that day got to wear our, our, our american flag our america america flag pins they hunted out at the front of the park and had a fun day i was, was really curious honestly the main reason besides it being my daughter's birthday and doing the fourth of july in the parks was just to kind of feel out the crowds and just kind of see what how their things were going on I assume Magic Kingdom and Epcot were probably much busier. Yeah, cause, well, we left here at, there at 5.30, got home, and then at 9 o'clock, 9.15-ish, uh, watched the fireworks live on YouTube, on the, Dis- the Disney Channel, the Disney Parks Channel on YouTube, and watched the live stream of the fireworks. And the air conditioning. It was amazing. <sighs> so, yes. I almost left my... Uh pink ears there so you could hang them on your wall you should have that would have been amazing I forgot yeah so she's got some pink ears and they are the imagination pink which comes so they're like hot 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 pink which 
I, from what I understand, what Candice was telling me, my daughter Candice was saying that they sell these in Tokyo. And th- that's mm-hmm. their pink. But when they brought them to the States, they had to change the name, so they called them Imagination Pink. They're pretty hot and sexy. I love them. Me too. Yeah. So, hey, honey. So, how was your 4th of July? What would you do this weekend? Even though it wasn't a weekend. I was good. I spent it packing so that I can move down to Florida and be with you in person so that this podcast recording will just get even more, more fucked yes. up. Yes. I can't wait. I'm sure you guys can't wait either. Listen to a, a more fucked up show. All right. You're going to hear some like, <laughs> happening in the background as <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. Next time on Disney <coughs> After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is actually a YouTube show. Bunch of jackasses like breaking into Disney and stuff. Bunch of dummies. So did you hear about that jack off that was uh, stealing shit from Magic Kingdom? No, I did not. I think he's called like Backdoor Disney or Backdoor Beauty or something. He is a Backdoor Beauty. So this guy was breaking into the backstage of Magic Kingdom and got into a lot of the rides and was stealing shit. He was stealing some of the costuming off of some of the mannequins and things at uh, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, got into Epcot. Supposedly, he is the one that took um, uh, Buzzy. Is that his name? I should know that. The animatronic. And, uh, that was in the... Um, that one building with the dome that looks like something out of uh, Professor Love handle. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like waiting for you to get somewhere with that. And. Oh, shit. I heard about people stealing stuff off of fixtures in Galaxy's Edge to sell them on eBay. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, supposedly this jack-off that broke into and stole some shit from the Haunted Mansion potentially is the same guy that stole uh, Buzzy that came out of the Wonders of Life Pavilion was part of uh, one of the big shows that was in there that was from Cranium Command, if I could spit that out. So, I'm going to go on here to OrlandoRising.com, they are saying. So, this is written on uh, May 20th, 2019. And uh, basically says the Orange County Sheriff's Office has confirmed to Orlando Rising that the Epcot animatronic known as Buzzy has been stolen. Soon after the rumors of the theft was first reported on Disney fan sites and message boards in December, the Sheriff's Office released documents showing that the animatronic's hands and gloves, not the full figure, were reported stolen in 2018. So did he, like, come back and steal the rest of them? He was like, the hands and the gloves are not enough. I guess. Uh, it says no further details were released until May 17th when the sheriff's office released an arrest warrant for a former Disney World employee, former employee, uh, charged with stealing and selling items from the Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion. The affidavit mentioned that around November 2018, investigators had also recently learned that the entire Buzzy animatronic was later stolen from the attraction separately from the clothing. Orlando, and the clothing as in as from the Haunted Mansion... <laughs> Not Buzzy's cl- Buzzy's clothing. Stolen, <laughs> stole his clothes. Left a naked Buzzy. Yeah, or they stole the naked Buzzy and left his clothes. <laughs> Orlando Rising reached out to Orange County Sheriff's Office uh, for clarification, asking whether the animatronics was reported stolen, or was the arrest warrant reflecting rumors that detectives heard at the time, rather than the present state of the investigation. The response: Buzzy has indeed been stolen. Yes, the animatronic is stolen. However, that is still a very active investigation, and we do not have additional details at this time. 
Uh, so, uh, the criminal charges against Patrick Spikes, the 24-year-old former Disney employee, accused from st- of stealing from the Haunted Mansion, do not relate to the, either the theft of Buzzy's clothes or the full animatronic figure. <laughs> so I guess his clothes were stolen. Like, <laughs> Those perverts. This is clothes and Buzzy separate instances. Unbelievable. His arrest warrant did did mention that Disney told investigators that Spikes had photographs of other animatronics that were reported stolen later that year on his phone and alleges that Spikes had sent photos showing the stolen Buzzy clothing in his car to another Disney World employee. (laughs) What a fucking weirdo. So this dumb bastard... uh, I think the weirdest part of that whole thing is that he stole the clothes first and then went back for the whole animatronic. Yeah. Like testing the water, see if he'd get caught for stealing the clothes. Uh, Exactly. What a weirdo. He probably put them on too when he got home. Is Buzzy that large? I don't think so. I'm picturing picturing like a little teeny tiny animatronic. His balls are hanging out for sure. It says uh, Spikes has been charged with burglary, dealing in stolen property, also known as fencing, and grand theft, which items he allegedly stole from the Haunted Mansion valued at more than $7,000. He has been released from the Orange County Jail on bond. What a douchebag. So that's some, uh, you know, some current related law things going on here. Some, some CSI crime scene investigation uh, to be redundant things going on in Disney. But how about we jump in our time machine? Get up to 88 miles an hour and see what happened years ago mm. on this day in Disney. If you had it to do over again, would you do any part of it differently? Well, if I had it to do over again, uh, I think, uh, no, I don't think I would. <laughs> so now we're going to be doing, uh, kind of clarifying this segment, because uh, we talked about the this day in Disney, and, uh, and since this show isn't always being listened to on the exact day that we release it, uh, we kind of thought it would be better to do kind of a This Week in Disney. So we've gone through a, a website that we like to follow. Uh, that's the, thisdayindisney.com, I think is what the website is, uh, and have kind of picked our favorite highlights from what's been going on throughout the week. And this week in particular, there are some good ones. So This Week in Disney, July 14th, 1975, the Disney Company announces plans to build the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, also known as Epcot in Florida. Mm, so wonderful about that? my parents actually honeymooned in disney in 1975 and they saw space of birth being built neat that goes back to my very first memory as a child on this week july 15th 1975 construction begins on disneyland space mountain 12 years in the planning the idea for anaheim's ride originated in the mid 1960s during walt disney's lifetime as a way to energize the aging tomorrowland the project was shelved until the success of Space Mountain at Walt Disney World. 1,000 tons of steel will be used in this construction. At Disneyland Space Mountain, a more compact, longer, single-track version than the one at WDW, will open in May 1977. I love that everything in that sentence is current, like we were living in the 1970s. What do you mean? It says construction begins oh, yeah. on Disney Space Mountain, but it was in 1975, so construction began. Yeah. But it's like we actually went back in time, so we're talking about the future. Wild. Um, I did actually get a chance to go on Space Mountain the first time I was in 
the first time I was in Disneyland, and I loved it a lot more than the one in Disney World. Does it have any inversions at all? Nope. It's still Space Mountain. That ride, I love it, and it breaks my back every time I ride it, and I love it. Depending on what track, so I'm used to going on, I believe, is the right track in terms of like the lines that you get into. And so I know what turns are coming and blah, 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 so I can like kind of turn into them. But when I go on the other one and I go to turn into a ride where I'm trying to think that my body is going to be going to the right, when actually it's suddenly jerked to the left, but yet I'm facing to the right, it really throws my back out of place. Oh, I bet. And on this week in 1987, July 15th, future podcast host of the FBI Disney podcast was born, Miss Julie Murphy, who will be a ripened, saunty, savory, sexy, 37 years old. <laughs> Lies. People know how to do math. They know that 87 to 2019 is not 37. God, 2019. And my kid just turned 20. What in the hell? So crazy. But yeah, happy birthday, honey. Thanks. Happy birthday to you. I will be in Nashville celebrating with a tiara and a sash. Yeehaw, we're going to Nashville to the country recording capital of the United States. <laughs> oh my God. Get her done. Uh, is that how it goes? No. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. We're get to see a show at the uh, Grand Ole Opry on the 16th. Is it Dolly Parton? Is she still alive? She's like a... No, it's uh, it's like Craig Morgan and Kelsey Ballerini. It's going to be a really good show. I have no idea who they are. Kelsey Ballerini sings the song Dibs that I played for you. Okay. I don't know the song by name, but I think I know it. All right, so we celebrated your birthday. Happy birthday, honey. On this weekend, on July 16th, 1993, Disney's live-action feature Hocus Pocus, starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy, and Orman Katz, or, 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 and Ormi, Omri, and Omri Katz. How do you say his name? Omri? Yeah. Do you want to hear a really sad story? Uh, not really. I have tickets to see Kathy Najimy on October 24th. Uh-huh. With a showing of Hocus Pocus. And I won't be here. Where are you going to be? In Florida. Oh. So I am actually from about 40 minutes from where this movie was filmed. Interesting. It's interesting because Amy, every time we talk about it, complains that there's no way that it wouldn't be that busy in Salem. Which is very true. But my argument is that they were on a side street, not in like downtown Salem, Mm -hmm. where all the crowds were. So the premise of this movie is it's a children's Halloween theme film. It's directed by Kenny Ortega, who was later known to be uh, a director for his hits in High School Musical, the series of films. Uh, Accidentally brought back to life in Salem on Halloween night, three witches known as the Sanderson Sisters attempt to steal the life essence from the town's children so they can have eternal life. The role of, the, of Max Dennison in Hocus Pocus was originally offered to Leonardo DiCaprio, but was given to Omri Katz when DiCaprio turned it down to appear in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, for which he ended up being nominated for an Academy Award. Nominated, yeah, but did not win. win. Great. Sorry. <laughs> Great role. He should, have, he should have won a lot of Academy Awards that he did not win. Agreed. Um, so this movie, be prepared. Um, October 1st, I watch it. Okay. And then, like, October 2nd and October 3rd and 4th 
and fifth and sixth and seventh and yeah this is one of my absolute favorite halloween movies this and nightmare before christmas are like you would watch aladdin and rewind to play it it goes hocus pocus nightmare before christmas hocus pocus nightmare before christmas like that's my october so is hocus pocus to you a christmas movie or a halloween movie are you asking about Nightmare Before Christmas? So is Nightmare Before Christmas to you a Halloween or a Christmas movie? Uh, both. It's also an Easter movie because <laughs> the Easter Bunny makes an appearance. This movie uh, gets played all the time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a- it's fascinating because this movie was uh, not a big hit in the, th- star- in the theaters at first. It's so crazy. And we just celebrated its like 20th uh, anniversary a few years ago. I mean, a few years ago. Like... Six of them. They just celebrated. Uh, yeah, they just celebrated <laughs> the twenty. The no, they 25th. just celebrated twenty-five. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Um, and like it's been in theaters since, and I feel like it's grossed more in theaters in the last five years than it did when it was released. The one time I got to go see that show, it poured down rain, and they stopped it. So I didn't get to see the show. I was bummed. Really, it was really, really good. Yeah. My phone died, so I had to record on Amy's phone, which is really sad because her camera was not as good as mine. Mm. And she never sent me the videos. But it was a really incredible show. And it was cool because, and I know, you know, Disney's really good at this, but the characters really had the mannerisms of the Sanderson sisters. It almost felt like Bette Midler was on the stage. It was really cool. Nice. So as if this week of July 14th into the 20th, celebrating the birth of... Miss Julie. Uh, couldn't get any more magical. On July 17th... I believe last time you called me a princess. Uh, a princess Julie. Couldn't get any more magical. Uh, this day, July 17th, 1912, Art Linkletter was born. But he was born as the name Gordon Arthur Kelly in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Canada. Abandoned at only a few weeks old, he was adopted by Mary and John Linkletter, an evangelical preacher. Exactly 43 years later, Art Linkletter took part in the televised grand opening at Disneyland. A close friend of Walt Disney, Linkletter was a live television host for the opening ceremony at Disneyland. He also hosted the 1959 television special for Disneyland's new Tomorrowland. So he was born on July 17, 1912, and Disneyland opened exactly 43 years, 43 years later. And he was the host of that after being an orphaned child, abandoned at only a few weeks old. You don't say. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Life will find a way. Ian Malcolm sure was correct. Mm. Uh, 1955. Television cruise. On the 17th still. Uh, yeah, of July 17th. 1955. Television cruise. Walt Disney. Art Linkletter. Ronald Reagan. Bob Cummings. The Basketeers. Thor Ravencroft. California Governor Goodwin J. Knight. And over 28,000 guests witnessed the opening of Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Broadcast on ABC, it is the biggest live telecast to date. So we now know, even though we were given the clue and the (laughs) exact age in the last uh, (laughs) fact, that Art Linkletter was 43 years old when he was doing his broadcast on the opening of uh, Disneyland. In 1955. And that is almost how old I am. Okay. Oh, it is. Mind mind blown. For some reason, I saw like 45, and I was like, you're already aging yourself a year. Let's relax. But 43. Yeah, pretty neat. 
And on this date, July 17, 2005, the first person to enter the park at 7 a.m. on the official 50th anniversary of Disneyland is Madison Steigerwald, a 15-year-old girl from Old Greenwich, Connecticut. She and her grandmother, Mary Madison, began to line up at 3 p.m. the day before. And on this date, July 18th, 1989, Splash Mountain, a log flume attraction, officially opens to the public in Disneyland. It's my favorite ride. It's one of mine, too. I knew a lot of things about Disney before the first time I went to Disney. I'd seen lots of shows and movies and things and stuff talking about behind-the-scenes Disney and all that jazz. And I did not know that Splash Mountain was... The Br'er Rabbit story, and that was, I mean, you know, we'll talk about the the, the, the racist movie that was The Song of the South, um, but that was my favorite cartoon growing up, and so it was really awesome getting to experience that in, like, 3D on this ride, and that was a really, really cool experience. Yeah. My first time no, riding it, Splash Yeah, Mountain. I agree. It's a, it's an awesome ride. Awesome animatronics, awesome story. Uh, so a lot of the characters and animatronics that are in the one in Disneyland, I believe, came from the uh, America Presents show that they had or some kind of sorts that orig- eventually took over the, where the Carousel of Progress went. And all those animatronics were recycled and reused in the, uh, the end scene on, on the big paddle boat ride part of of uh, Splash Mountain. I'm not sure if you know that or not. I'm so jealous. But something interesting with that that movie, um, I love the film. I think the film is way ahead of its time in terms of the style of animation with the live action with the animation mixing whole concept. I get the the movie. It's so, racist undertones. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's all perspective in a sense. But with the the time of the when that movie was made, I don't think it was necessarily yeah. looked as being racist per se. But looking at today's sensitive uh, people in our society. Casita as being mm-hmm. uh, racist, and um, uh, it is the society that's angry that we have a black Little Mermaid. Right. Exactly. So Disney actually approached Maya Angelou, from what I understand, uh, to do a opening kind of uh, monologue because they wanted to re-release the Song of the South on DVD, and they approached her to see if she would be interested in doing it and basically saying how this movie was uh, represented at the time that it was created. These are not the views of Disney or the current place of blah, 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 blah. And uh, Maya Angelou basically told Disney that if they actually re-released this as a, on DVD, that she would put together a uh, Wrath of Hell that would cause everybody in the world to boycott Disney, more or less. So they didn't follow through with it. Because Warner Brothers went to Whoopi Goldberg and had Whoopi Goldberg do an introduction into some of their older Bugs Bunny and animation movies and shows that they had that were pretty edgy and somewhat racist at the time. And uh, she did basically did that. She did a little monologue saying, hey, just so you know, this isn't the current feelings of this company. But at the time and the current attitudes that were around, this is what was being produced. On this day, July 20th, 1969, the historic Apollo 11 moon landing is televised on Disneyland's Tomorrowland stage. Neil Armstrong, who in uh, July 2005 took part in the reopening of Disneyland Space Mountain, and he becomes the very first human to set foot on the moon. 
one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Just reminds me of Spaceship Earth. Me too. Like the family sitting there with the little mousetrap game on the floor, which I used to have as a kid. I love it. Can we just talk about how like Mousetrap was that game that you were like, yes, let's play. And then like three hours later, you have the whole thing set up and you're like, okay, bedtime. Yep, exactly. Or like you would play it and then like the mousetrap at the very end would not, not drop it because it wouldn't go down the, the peg because it was like bent or some shit. It's the most frustrating, most amazing game ever. Yes. Whoa, I like this story. On this day, July 20th, 1985, seven-year-old Virgil Waits Jr. of Virginia becomes the 200 millionth guest at Walt Disney World. He is presented with a commemorative plaque and a lifetime Disney pass for his family. Can we be like the billionth person? 250 fucking million people in 1985. 85. Holy shit. That's crazy. And that's back when it was like 20 bucks a ticket. Man, that's so crazy. I remember going to Epcot when I was 21, and it was like 50 bucks to get in. I remember going to Epcot when I was 21, and it was like $100 to get in. Yeah. I could be off a little bit, but I think it was about 50, 50 bucks. Uh, on this day, July 20th, 1954, our last one here. Construction officially begins on Disneyland. And amazingly, it was built in less than one year. I mean, it is really fucking small. Disneyland and California Adventure can both fit in the parking lot of Magic Kingdom. I mean, that's a big fucking parking lot. But it still puts things into perspective. And it's not the parking lot at Magic Kingdom. It's at the Transportation Center. So let's not confuse people. Well, same thing because there's no parking lot at Magic Kingdom. It's not the same thing. That confuses people. People are going to think that they can park at Magic Kingdom and they can't. Well, they can park their fucking bus if they're a bus driver for about three minutes. So that's what's happening on This Week in Disney. And now it's time for some talk of what's going on right now in the parks and some things going on in the future with our next segment, To Infinity and Beyond. To Infinity and your mom. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To Insanity and a Blonde. What do you even... That's how it goes. ...saying? No, that's how it goes. To Immunity and Respond. To Indecency and... To Infrequently... Hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's To Infinity and Beyond. All right, now it's time for us to get into today's topics of what's happening out there in the world of Disney and for things to come in the future. Miss Julie, you want to take it away with... Our to infinity and beyond series, our segment. Yeah, <laughs> series segment. So this one is kind of just like a broad Disney news, which is really exciting. So the teaser trailer was finally released for Mulan, the live action Mulan. Yes. And it looks amazing. I'm so excited for this. Of all the live action so far, I think this is the one that I'm most excited for. And Mulan is definitely one of my all-time favorite Disney movies ever. And uh, I, I wrote in my little notes, if we do not get down to business to defeat the Huns in the live action, I will be pissed. So being a fan of this film, uh, the animated version, how do you feel about Mushu not being in it? I never want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, 
I don't even know. If is that true? <laughs> as far as I know, there's no music and there's no there's no Mushu. I know that they had stopped production on this film, from what I understand, because people bitched that there was no music in it. And then they brought a soundtrack into it. I didn't see anything about a soundtrack or music in it at all in the first preview. However, you go back to Aladdin, that first teaser they showed of us or all showed us almost kept me away from that movie. <laughs> Show, showed of us like we were in it? We were in it. Because I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. See? So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll be curious. I'm hearing there's no Mushu. But I have heard that they, re- they rewrote songs for the movie. That would be awful, because he's literally the star of that movie. And the star of the show, Mushu, the dragon. Fuck Mulan, it's Mushu. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, it has to be Eddie Murphy. I can see that. And it's okay, because he's going to be CGI anyway, so even though Eddie Murphy's, like, old as shit, it could still be him. Yeah. And he uh, made one of the worst Disney films ever. Really? You didn't like it? Mm. It was okay. I thought it was cute. My favorite parts of that movie were the singing busts. Obviously. I love the animated style for those things. Super cool. All right, so what else is going on, love? In Disneyland, the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back from August 8th to September 30th. Oh, so jealous. It's amazing. It's not fair. Fingers crossed that it comes to Magic Kingdom next, though. Man, I got... We deserve it. I got everything crossed for this. So that was my first nighttime parade spectacular event that I ever saw in Disney and I can still picture exactly where I sat so when you're looking at the castle and you kind of veer to the right around that little cul-de-sac right before you hit the bridge to Tomorrowland Mm -hmm. is where I sat to watch that parade front row like on the curb my spot of choice was always at the uh, smoking Indian that's right in front of the crystal arts store there on Main Street And because that store used to be uh, a, a tobacco, tobacco, the tobacconist, where you can go in there, you could buy a cigarette and a single match that was in a glass vial, and you could have a single cigarette in the park back in the days. That's so cool. But they had problems with people uh, littering glass, even though Walt had garbage cans, what, like every 15 steps or something was the whole thing with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was that partly stopped. But they also had a sh- uh, hat store in the very back. And then across the street, of course, was the old uh, Emporium stores, like the Magic Store, and, and the arcade that had a penny, actual penny arcade that I remember playing as a kid. I think I remember playing as a kid. It could be just fantasy, but I'm pretty sure I played something in there. I really wish I had your memories of Disney. They sound so magical. They could be completely made up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they're so magical. They are. I've got a wild imagination. Imagination. So I really hope, though, that they bring this Main Street Electric Parade back to uh, the states, <laughs> as in Florida, the state. Cause, uh, Me too. You know, I really enjoyed it a lot. Well, rumor had it that the, the Peter Pan uh, float had gotten, not Peter Pan, but the Pinocchio float had gotten damaged uh, on the way over to California. So I'm kind of wondering if they just updated it and redid all the floats, you know, because they initially re-updated them uh, with... 
all the new LED lights on them that were super crazy and all the outfits changed and everything got even more magical. But nothing beats that opening music and introduction. And I love going on to YouTube and listening to all of the various uh, things, entrances and openings and sequences and monologues of that parade. Whenever it changes parks, whenever it goes to different countries, it's in a different language. Except for, I take it back, because I heard the ones from uh, Japan that were in English. But in France, it was in uh, Parlez-vous Francais. Oui, oui. It was not in Quebecian French. It was in Frenchian French. What's that called? French? French. So in Disney World, we have new buses. They're very exciting. They have cute new character wraps on them. I saw a Mickey, a Minnie, and a Pluto. Oh, neat. And they have Wi-Fi and USB outlets. So if your phone's dying at the end of the night and you're like, curses, I forgot my portable charger. Or going between parks, you can get a little bit of a juiced up. It's exciting. That's, uh, yeah, it's smart. And there was, uh, when, that, when the cell phone issues started happening early on, when the Wi-Fi popped up and what have you, I wondered eventually if Disney was going to do some kind of, uh, you know, charge your phone situation. And at one point in time, they started to allow you to charge your phones at a charging station in Tomorrowland at inside the store at uh, freaking, um, what's that what's that ride called? Uh, Space Mountain. In the store there, they had a whole huge plug-in charging station. And then also in the Chase Visa Lounge, I used to go up to one that was up on top of uh, the American Experience there. You can go. Can you do that if you don't have a credit card? If you just have a debit card? It's, I use my debit card because I don't have a credit card. Hmm. Yep. And I'd go up there and soak up some AC, get some free soda pop. And uh, I could never plug my phone in because every single plug that was there was broken. Like some stupid fuck plugged their phone in to charge it. And it's like the jackass that goes to the gas station and like they put the gas pump thingy nozzle in their car and then they drive away with the thing still in their car. These assholes were. Does that happen often in Florida? Does that happen often in Florida? I don't know, but it happened at my gas station the other day. I just I saw some dumbass yanked it right off the fucking pump. But I would see these plugs that up in this thingy with no metal gimmick to plug into your phone, which looks like people are just jackasses and we're snapping them off in their phones. Ridiculous. It was. But I still enjoy the air, Luckily, air conditioning. Luckily, on the buses, they are USB outlets, so there's no plug to stick them into. It's just the USB port. So, but Di- I'm sure people will find ways to screw it up. Oh, yeah, but Disney got super smart with their fuel rods, you know. And the fact that you can charge them and change them out for free. Where at Universal Studios, you have to pay every time you swap those things out, from what I understand. You also have to check your bag if you go on any rides, yeah. and you have to pay like two fucking dollars to do that. Yeah, we're before the lockers were free. What the fuck? Yeah. So what's up next, my love? Next, there is some really awesome information about Disneyland Paris. So they released the images for their race weekend medals. Uh, Race weekend is September 20th to the 22nd for this year in Disneyland Paris. And their theme for their medals is adventure. And they're all so incredible. I feel like everybody does Disney better than Disney World. <laughs> um, their K 
kids metal is Peter Pan. Um and the kids metal is usually like a like a silicone. But it's really really cute and has Peter Pan and Wendy and the Lost Boys. Um Peter and I mean uh Michael and What's the what's the what's the other kid's name? Uh I don't know. Peter? Michael and John. John. Um the 5K is a Lion King and it's really cool cuz it's I just hit my microphone. It's really cool because it's Simba's head and the metal is round so it's kind of like the Savannah sunset. Nice. It's just really really cool. Uh the 10K is Rapunzel and Pascal. And it's it's titled the Princess Power Metal, which is really sweet. That is that's fun. But it's super it's super super cute. Uh, the half marathon is Mickey and Minnie in the Sleeping Beauty Castle, and it's the new cartoon Mickey and Minnie, which is really sweet. Cool. Um, and then for the challenge medals, the thirty one k is Aladdin, and it's really cool. It's a silver medal with Aladdin, and there's some blue worked into it. And then the thirty six k is the genie. And I was watching the video on how these were designed and created and it's the first time they've ever used like a stained glass feature for like the genie's smoke and then the genie is gold and then that smoke is like blue. It looks really, really amazing. Neat. Hell yeah. Um, and then the castle to chateau challenge, which is if you do a half marathon or marathon in an American park. And then go do the half marathon in Paris in the same year you get this medal, which is really cool. So it's a gold medal with the the castle, and there's an American flag and the France flag on it, and it's really, really sweet. That's too cool. Yeah, it makes me want to run marathons. <laughs> That's why they do it. <laughs> it's true. Um, and then in Tokyo Disney, there is so much going on why don't you tell us more so they actually have coming out on july 23rd so very very soon at tokyo disney sea they have soaring fantastic flight that opens and it's really cool so looking at the image of it it looks kind of like soren but they're in these wooden flight machines i guess in a sense uh, but it looks really huh. cool, and um, it's going to have, like, unique Tokyo content instead of being, like, soaring around the world that they have now. Right, right. Which is pretty sweet. So you'll see, like, the pyramids, the Great Wall of China, the Taj Mahal, and then some fun locations that are unique to Tokyo Disney as well, which is really, really cool. Yeah, as long as you sit in the middle, because so, one in Epcot, if you sit on the sides, it distorts it and it sucks. And then it makes me super nauseous. I don't. I don't when know. When I was a kid, I was like, well. we have a uh, an Omni Mugar theater, which is like the craziest IMAX theater ever in our science museum, and so it's basically like a three sixty view. And I remember as a kid going on a field trip and watching some like dolphin film there, and sitting in one of like the front rows in the bottom, and getting insanely nauseous, uh, which was super embarrassing as a eight-year-old kid uh so i learned that if i sit like all the way up in the back mm -hmm. not like all the way up in the back but three quarters of the way up you get a more centered view of the screen and i feel like it's the same way with soren if i'm not sitting in the center one in row a so i'm all the way up the ride makes me super nauseous with pandora flight of passage there's absolutely no way 
to figure out how to be center and high for that ride. So I just suck it up and deal because it's amazing. Uh, the ride's incredible. Totally incredible. It makes me cry every time I go on it. Yeah, I get goosebumps and I get super excited. I like when you your banshee rests in the cave and then everything lights up. God, gets me every time. Me too. And what gets me there is that you can actually feel that it has four wings as it settles onto that rock. You know, while it's breathing between your legs. It's outstanding technology and it's incredible. Also, uh, opening on the same day, July 23rd this year, in Tokyo Disney Sea is the Song of Mirage, which hmm. is a little show with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. And they apparently set out on an adventure in search of Rio Dorado, and they sing and dance, and there's some uh, projection mapping, which is really cool. And so it's performed at the Hangar Stage in lost river delta and it's a 30 minute show and the previous show that was playing there was out of shadowland and that actually closed on march 31st so i'm assuming that everybody in tokyo has been really excited for a new show to be on that stage and they don't have to wait much longer wild and then this is actually really exciting um it makes me want to go to Tokyo Disney in 2020, but they have a very, very mini event that is coming that will be running from January 10th to March 19th, 2020, and it includes a new show, a parade, and a ton of food and merchandise, and you know that Tokyo Disney is going to go above and beyond with their food and merchandise, so... Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we can, if we can maneuver that to get to Tokyo sometime between January 10th and March... 19th of this coming year we should do it okay sounds like a plan but yeah they've always got some pretty f- cool stuff going on over there in the parks in uh tokyo and hong kong and stuff especially now with all the expansions happening and i mean look at paris and they're getting a whole new section of that park i'm so excited it's amazing i can't wait to go yeah you i need to brush up on my french I can understand it, but I can't speak it to save my life. Mm. I have none of the above. I got to practice, learn it. I'll teach you. That would be cool. It's very similar to Spanish and Italian. I can read French. I can understand French. But the dialect is, and the accents and the pronunciation is completely different from Spanish and Italian. So that's what I struggle with. Yeah, makes sense. So some other announcements going on at the Walt Disney World Parks over at Epcot with all of the construction happening in the very front of the park. Uh, they have officially announced some of the closures going on in Future World. Uh, a lot of these are happening on September 8th. And uh, you can go to, I believe it's DisneyBlog.com uh, that they have all their information, uh, further links and what have you there. And we'll put a link in the show notes. DisneyParksBlog.com? Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, basically, what they're saying is that uh, future world closing dates: Art of Disney, the Character Spot, Pin Central, Fountain of Nations, Club Cool, and Innovations East, Colortopia all closes on September eighth. <coughs> We're gonna have to go hang out there before September eighth. Yeah, so I know a lot of these are probably gonna be relocated. I would think to uh, different spaces, but uh, who knows? We'll find out because I know like Penn Central is right there in the middle of that whole 
promenade space. It just takes it. I know that they were talking about that not coming back ever. Yeah. So I don't know that they'll relocate that anywhere. Well, Club Cool uh, could potentially get put over at the Coca-Cola place over at Disney Springs. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of deal. Uh, or they can, but I feel like they wouldn't do that because do you know how much it costs to get a flight of the teeniest tiniest Coca Colas ever there? Like four million dollars. I don't think they'd like throw something free in there. Yeah, uh, I can see that. So but that would be cool to have Club Cool on the roof deck. Yeah, a little uh, side note on that uh, top deck restaurant. I went up there when they first opened, and my sunglasses were polarized. And I didn't realize that they were open because all of their menus were completely black because my polarized glasses did not allow me to see what the menus were reading, were uh, putting up with the digital screens. That's so crazy. And I took them off and I was like, oh shit, there is the entire whole wall of menu. It was hilarious. <laughs> so weird. And uh, the character spot, they'll, get, they'll probably get removed or get moved, I should say. They have all kind of areas they can put them in. They can put them in the Odyssey building. They can put them in over at uh, Interventions. Not Interventions, but uh, the Imagination Pavilion, you know, where the Ralph and uh, Vanellope are at. They could they could do all kind of different things. Isn't that what they're getting rid of? No. Interventions they are. I'm talking about the uh, Imagination Pavilion, where Figment is. But that's not where Vanellope is. Yeah, Vanellope and, and uh, Wreck-It Ralph are in the Imagination Pavilion. I've seen him in there. I was in there like uh, a couple months ago. That's where they take the internet and they catch the wa- the Wi-Fi and they go back and forth. They're not in Innovations East? Nope. They were, but now they're in the Imagination Pavilion. They made a whole brand new thing for them. Where? It's in the... Uh, one of the, It was in part of one of the gaming areas that you would do in the Imagination Space Station, Station Places thingies. Would it, like after the Figment Red? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do a whole meet and greet. If you're going to go up the steps for the annual pass holders, a uh, cool club upstairs, across directly across from that staircase is the opening to the Wi-Fi in the wall. And they have a uh, throwback to the Rainbow Bridge that was up top in uh, Journey to Imagination Pavilion. which was That was all gibberish to me. It was famously... And I'm an annual pass holder. It was made famous by uh, Michael Jackson. I With the uh, Captain EO. Yeah, the color bridge. As you walk... I know the color bridge. I know what you're talking about. I'm just like literally all the words out of your mouth just made absolutely no sense to me. I couldn't picture it at all. Well, if you're walking towards out out of the exit for uh, Journey to Imagination, they have like the put your face in a in like Princess Leia's head uh, picture picture spot. Just before that, on the left-hand side is a staircase that goes upstairs and it's like a annual pass holder DVC lounge. What? At the very top of the pyramid. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Really? I promise. I did not know that existed. Yep. There's and I'm an annual pass holder. I, it might be DVC only, but I'm pretty sure it's annual pass or DVC. Well, I'm about to find out soon. Yes, you are. All right. But uh, And then also Starbucks and the Camera Center are going to be closing around the fall time. Uh, rumor ha- Not the Starbucks. Yeah, rumor has it that Starbucks might be moving over to the Odyssey building, which is uh, where they do like some of the festival stuff. 
what have you. And then Electric Umbrella Restaurant is going to be rethemed and redone. And Mouse Gear is also getting a full makeover and renovation. So those buildings uh, are not coming down, but they're just going to be updated and restructured and rethemed. So if Mouse Gears gets renovated like World of Disney did, I'm going to be really upset. I hope they don't get rid of the Dreamfinders Dreamcatcher. They need to put that somewhere, like the archive or somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. Uh, so and I really like the Electric Umbrella. I've never eaten there, but all the food there seemed really good. And that's where Amy and I get our water filled in Epcot. Yep, and they had the talking ga- uh, trash can. Are you familiar with the truck talking trash can? I am, but I didn't know that still existed. Yeah, it's still there. So if you're, uh, those that don't know about it, there's a trash can. Uh, if you walk into the side of the restaurant, uh, the freaking, uh, what the hell is it called? Electric umbrella? Yeah. So the electric umbrella, if you're walking up past Spaceship Earth and you head to the left, right before Mouse Gears, it's that restaurant. Yeah. There's a popcorn stand out front there. And there's a garbage can that is basically on your way into the bathrooms and by the soda fountains. And it's the only one that's plugged into a wall. And then if you open the trash can, uh, it has a variety of characters and voices in it that see all kind of funny shit. And t- tell you to feed them more fries and stuff. Yeah. And another thing going on right now at Epcot is they are selling a shit ton of new Illuminations gear and merch and uh, memorabilia, paraphernalia stuff. Uh, anything and an amazing pass holder baseball t-shirt and i want one and my connection in disney isn't an annual pass holder so i can't have one mm. that bastard looking at you that bastard sure you're looking in a mirror wow <laughs> but they have some cool new ears and some uh all kind of stuff t-shirts they have a super cool, uh, cute t-shirt with that's got figment on it Saying goodbye. Yeah, that's the pass holder shirt that I was just talking about that I can't own. I can't get it either, huh? I know some people's... I know. If I was down there, I could get it. I know some some folks that can get it for me. And get you one, too. I take take a men's small. Thank you Mm. very much. Okay. Yeah, so the electric umbrella and mouse gear won't be closing until wintertime, which makes sense also with the holiday seasons and the sales and all the shit they want to get with clothes and merchandise and stuff and also some place to, to put people to eat when uh, galaxy's edge is open and, and all the madness going on at epcot at that same time period so yeah so again most of that stuff is all going to be closing uh by september 8th so if you want to go visit the anything from the art of Van- disney to the character spots your pin central places your fountains of nations and uh, the club cools and interventions east get your beverly before it yeah. closes and the biggest thing I'll be sad about seeing going is the uh, Fountain of Nations, which is supposedly going to be... Oh, not the Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's going to be moving. The Fountain of Nations is going to be completely changed and supposedly is going to be connecting with the uh, World Showcase Lagoon going down the cent- center. That makes me really sad because once upon a time, NSYNC performed on that stage yeah. for their Disney special. Nice to wash that shit religiously. I bet. Uh, so also coming up soon is D23, and they just announced that the Simpsons are going to be a part of the this year's panel of uh, guests, which is amazing hearing that the Simpsons are part of Disney. It's so weird. I know. It's so crazy. 
I mean, the Simpsons predicted it, so it was bound to happen. <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting stuff to see. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So super jealous of those that are getting to go to D23 this year. Uh, we will be definitely... I should have gone to D23. Well, next year we are going. Good. We're going to have our own panel there, guys. Just look out for us. Yeah. There you go. And speaking of D23, uh, next year's Star Wars celebration sold out, I believe I heard, in 20 minutes. Wow. Something like that. Yeah. Super, Sounds about right. Super crazy. And, uh, I'm surprised it took 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Everybody's hyped. Hyped about it. Yeah, it'd be nice. But yeah, with uh, with episode nine coming out, I could definitely see too with the hype of uh, the Star Wars fandom being at its peak right now with the Galaxy's Edge opening up and then ours is coming soon. And it's interesting too hearing news about Galaxy's Edge over at Disneyland with still how slow the parks are, including Galaxy's Edge. People are talking about it being uh, pretty much empty right now, which is kind of crazy. And I don't know if people are just pissed because... Uh, it's all just kind of merchandise and a fun ride, or what's going on. But I'd be interested to know. Maybe they the hype just scared everybody away. Who knows? Makes me wish I had tickets out to California right now. Yeah, you and me both. It would be super awesome. And uh, recently, they talked about the new uh, Woody's Roundup, maybe, that's going to be called. The new restaurant coming to Toy It's like a uh, backyard barbecue, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Woody's Backyard Barbecue? Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be uh, fun-themed uh, with a kind of a... All right, I'm just saying that Andy and his uh, architecture game is on point. So I really want a like, future Toy Story movie about... Andy's career and what he decides to do with the rest of his life. That'd be cool. That could be like the end movie and the very end of the new version of Spaceship Earth. It's Andy's future that we get to see. No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. I don't want any more animated, nonsensical Disney shit in my Epcot. Well, that's too late for that. The, the, the Frozen ride was enough. Yeah, that's... uh. Took over my maelstrom. Maelstrom was okay. It was my favorite ride in all of Disney, and now it's gone. It would have been even better if they could have kept the Tesla lightning coil thing going. But they're worried about people dying, which I get. It's kind of an important thing to be worried about. Yeah, especially when you're dealing with water and electricity, Mm -hmm. uh, a.k.a. uh, Volcano Bay, and their current, or recent, I should say, uh, electrical... Issues they had in their park with the uh, guests getting uh, a slight little shock. A mild buzz. Like the child who stuck the keys in the uh, electrical outlet. Yeah. Man, that kid got lucky. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so also... parents. Yeah, especially, you know, I'm not going to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> That was earlier today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And uh, also, too, I uh, just recently heard listening to Jim Hill, uh, his one of his podcast episodes. Those that do not know Jim Hill, he has a fun, uh, he's a Disney insider, has all kind of fun insights to things happening. And uh, was more or less, without confirming, uh, confirmed that there is a, going to be a new uh, eatery 
opening up in Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland as going to be a sit-down restaurant. I'm excited. So be kind of curious to see. And I guess something that was already in the works, but they were kind of filling out the crowds. And uh, I think with the Oga's Cantina being as big and, and successful as it's been, because reservations for those are things, the events that are doing, since everything's reservations right now, the day of, uh, to get your lightsaber made, to build a robot, and or uh, go into Oga's Cantina, all the reservations are gone in like the first 30, 40 minutes of the day. With, of course, people canceling throughout the day and then things open, which is kind of probably a rarity. But that being said... As a chef, I'm really excited that they held off on the sit-down restaurant because rushing into something like that could be catastrophically awful. And yeah. so I'm glad they didn't... They opened Olga's Cantina and they felt that out and it gives them more time to plan the menu and take care of all the really important things that go into opening a restaurant so that it doesn't fail and it isn't a total flop to start because that could have happened and it could have been awful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Disney's gotten smart about that kind of stuff. Just kind of not jumping the gun necessarily. But they are known for jumping the gun and then canceling projects halfway through where they've spent millions of dollars on things and they're all of a sudden like, oh, let's just go ahead and tear that down and just pave back over again. Like new monorails for... Yeah we, world. yeah, we need the monorails bad. But we're getting new buses, so hey, one thing at a time, I guess. Another crazy thing that just happened recently, too, was the uh, earthquake that just happened this last week in Southern California that affected uh, parks and people around the area there. And according to... Yeah, there was a 6.4 and a 7.2, I believe, in the Anaheim area. Yeah, 7.1. Oh my God, I was off by 0.1%. Hey, that might make a difference. I couldn't tell you though, because I've never been through one before. But according to... Me neither. Good. Well, according to uh, Eyewitness News 7, ABC News out in California, it says that Disneyland's Space Mountain ride stopped after 7.1 earthquake rattles uh, Southern California. And there's a video of the ride and actually the uh, the whole auditorium is all lit up as well. I'll put a link of this video in the show notes for you guys to check out. Uh, but basically it says the happiest place on earth was among the locations throughout Southern California that were rattled by Friday evening's magnitude 7.1 earthquake centered near Ridgecrest. A park video shows the illuminated interior of Disneyland's Space Mountain ride, which was stopped after the Tembler struck. Can you imagine being on a roller coaster? In the dark? earthquake yeah, and that's a huge earthquake too. That's not a tiny. Yeah, that's not a tiny earthquake. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd almost prefer being in the dark than being able to see anything, though, because you can just kind of like close your eyes and be like, "And this is how I'm gonna die." It's okay. I'm alright with it. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know. I might uh, poop my pants a little bit. I might scream like I have never screamed before, and I scream. But I guess it also says that it followed Thursday's magnitude 6.4 Tembler uh, in Kern County. A Disneyland spokesperson said earthquakes typically prompt the closure and inspection of the park's rides before they are reopened. My friend Jonna actually works for a company that does all the inspections and things like that for all the rides. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, we have both seen uh, Toy Story 4 and the recent Spider-Man movie. I've heard people refer to this movie as being uh, the one Toy Story film that they didn't think that they needed until they saw it and they realized that they needed it. So many people said they didn't like this movie and it makes me so angry. Like, do you not have a soul? Go away. 
Yeah, I don't understand it because it's... Uh, I could see certain pers- like okay. So for me personally, having not seen three yet, which is like blasphemy as me being a huge Disney nerd. Oh my that I god! Am. I know. So for me, I mean, should we tell the world that you also haven't seen Up or Mulan or Mulan? I can't believe you haven't seen Mulan. I've just recently seen Tangled, like six months ago, maybe. It took me a really long time to see Tangled too, but really, yeah. It's literally what our entire relationship is based off of, and you've only seen it six months ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why it's so good, because it's fresh. Having not seen Toy Story 3, for me, Toy Story 4 had closure to it, and the way that it ended um, with Woody having his, his moment with, with Bo, and then him and Buzz like parting ways, and the kids uh, going off to their new, or the toys, I should say, going off to their new kid, Bonnie. and She's going to be okay. Yeah. Bonnie is going to be okay. Oh my god, that line got me. Whew. Both times, bawling my eyes out. I was way too happy the second time seeing it to cry at all. But I felt the emotion. Yeah, I was pretty moved. But man, for a Pixar film, to me, this has got to be one of the funniest. Tangled was hilarious. Uh, Maximus hit the character. But Tangled wasn't Pixar. Yeah, that's true. Good call. So, that being said, this movie was hilarious. It had so many golden, great one-liners, character development. So much fun. Duke of Boom was Forky awesome. Forky is amazing. Yeah, Forky is super cute. Again, like I said, that's the most emotion that I've heard out of Keanu Reeves. The movie. Now, refresh my memory here. At the end of the movie, did Bo... Or, or I should say, but did Woody wipe off one of his boots? So I guess that was going because I had heard on a show I was listening to, and I, I had missed a point of the conversation that there were some alternate endings, and one of them was that he had rubbed off uh, the other shoe. So all it said was Bo on his one shoe because it was B O then N N I E on his other. That would be perfect. Forky is the only one that has it on both feet. It says B O N, and then N I E. On Woody's shoe, it's just one shoe, and it says Bonnie all on one foot. Okay. Well, somehow he was going to have that shit wiped off. They said maybe like he was stepping pizza. Like There's a couple different variations of how it was going to happen. But it sounded pretty damn adorable. That would be so cute. But I'll tell you what. Um, the, the, I guess, villain you'd call uh, definitely made you kind of feel the same way that you would feel for Killmonger in Black Panther as like a sympathetic bad guy. Yep. You know, kind of thing. No, definitely. That's a really good uh, comparison. That was quite interesting. Also because I'm super in love with Michael B. Jordan, but, you know. So I I think it was pretty cool, though. Some, uh, you know, fun fun bad guys, fun good guys. Animation was... um, just mind-blowing how amazing it was. All the textures, all the different toys, the robots, Tintin being in there, all the funny Easter eggs, great storyline, funny character development, great I love, end credits. I love the poor little guy got that got left hanging until the very end, yeah, last uh, end credit scene where he gives Duke Kaboom a high five. Yeah, it's awesome. So much fun. I definitely recommend the show. I would uh, or movie. I would I would give it f- to me if I was a rated it. I would give it like a four out of five stars. Why? Uh, I think. Why it, didn't it get that last star? Hmm. Could, hmm? could have been a little longer. 
It's so funny because I was sitting next to people the first time I saw it who were complaining that it was an hour and 42 minutes long. Yeah, I, I, I might have been a little bit extra things going on in the character storyline things. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the Buzz and the original characters in this. Like, they were kind of Yeah, in the I think so, too. You know. However... A little more T-Rex. My little arms! My little arms! I can't run and jump at the same time! <laughs> but it, it seems like, though, potentially what they were doing was trying to focus on the new characters as potential spinoffs, say, like on Disney Play, when that all that streaming service thing goes. Well, I feel like there's going to be a Forky and Lady Forky, or sh- what, what, what would we call her? Knifey? Knifey or something? Yeah, I don't know. The thing was crazy looking. <laughs> Trash. It's not how you like your women? I like them thin and serrated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's our uh, episode right there thin and serrated alright I like it but yeah how'd you feel about it though Miss Julia I know you said a couple things about it you said you liked I loved it I personally didn't like Toy Story 3 all that much which I know is not a popular opinion um but Lotso really bothered me and I don't know. I guess I maybe need to watch Toy Story 3 again now. But I thought this was a much better conclusion to the story. And don't get me wrong. At the end of Toy Story 3, when Andy gave all his toys to Bonnie, like, definitely was a tearjerker for me. But this definitely felt like a much better ending. And... Forky, again, like I said last episode, is definitely my spirit utensil, and I love him. And if they just made a Forky show, I would pay for Disney Plus just for just for a Forky show. Mm, yeah, it, he's a funny character. I love just the animation on how he walks. And when uh, Woody was just dragging him along. Yeah. Carry me? Yeah. So funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it was really funny, too, because so the first time I saw it was without you and the kids. And I was the only one in the theater laughing my ass off, like hysterically loud laughter during the entire movie. And I just thought it was so good. And seeing it the second time, I wasn't like, okay, no, I was just ridiculous the first time. No, this really actually was that funny because I laughed it just as much the second time that I did the first time. Well, we hope you enjoyed our ramblings and fun chit-chatting here on this episode of FEI Disney. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always find us out there on the webs, at Instagram, at FEI underscore Disney. If you want to leave a comment to any of our conversations that we're having, uh, what you feel is uh, your opinion about Toy Story 4 or any of this new news going on out there. And if you experienced the earthquake, too, in California, we'd be interested to hear about that as well. You can also find us out there in the Twitterverse, uh, same as our Instagram, at FEI underscore Disney. On Facebook at FEI Disney, and you can also send us a comment or a message or email at uh, <laughs> to our email FEIDSNY at gmail.com. And until next time, always remember, as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way. So hurry back, we would like your company. Be sure to bring your death certificate.